Hello, welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. Um, Can you believe it's the final Tuesday of 2017? This year has totally flown by, but I think it's been a good, solid year, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2018. I think there's just so much goodness on the horizon for, for all of us. And if you think about it, this time of the year is such an interesting time because you sort of have one foot still in 2017 and one foot out the door and excited and running towards 2018. And I think what's also so cool and unique about this time of the year is that this is really the time that so many of us set new intentions and goals and resolutions for for the new year ahead. But what some of us do, and I found that I've done this too, is I sort of look at these intentions and goals as a sort of a to-do list, like things I want to knock off, but that kind of leaves you frustrated and without motivation by the time maybe February or March rolls around. And there are just so many beautiful tools out there that can really help us to make those dreams and those intentions a reality. And the tools that I'm talking about are manifestation and the law of attraction and So I'm so excited for today's episode. I think it's really perfect timing with the new year ahead. And on the podcast today is Lauren Sanders. And Lauren is the creator of the I Am Journal. And the I Am Journal is this beautiful manifestation journal that helps you to transform your thoughts, raise your vibrational energy, deepen your spiritual journey, reprogram your subconscious mind, and really begin to manifest with ease. What is so cool about this journal is that Lauren really walks you through your personal transformation and how you can make your burning desires a reality. And each day includes powerful daily writing prompts that make manifestation in these tools super accessible and easy to use. And and that's the key there, accessibility and ease, because I think for so many of us, especially if you're just learning about manifestation now, it doesn't feel accessible. And there are a lot of questions and confusion around it and I love how she makes it so simple and easy to use and I loved connecting with Lauren and hearing about her process creating the journal and the role that manifestation has played in her life and these are tools that I've only recently started to implement and use in my own life and that started earlier this year and I'm still working on it I I certainly haven't mastered manifestation but I'm excited to learn more about these topics and really dive deep into how they can help me and help you and and help others really succeed and have our dreams become our reality. What I really love too about this conversation with Lauren is that she really breaks down the strong connection between joy and manifestation because joy really plays such a strong role in the manifestation process, but I'm not sure how many of us really know that or think about that because it's really all about staying in that joy and that happiness so that you really are already vibrationally compatible with what it is you're seeking. I'm so grateful that she breaks all of this down in today's episode because so much of it is about thinking, feeling, acting, and believing as if our desires have already manifested themselves in our lives. And 
it's just so, so cool. And I'm so excited for today's episode. I am sitting here right now with my copy of the I Am Journal right next to me on my desk. And Lauren is such a kind, sweet soul. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have connected with her. I feel a sort of kindred spirit with her. And I would just encourage you to go out and get the I Am Journal, especially as we approach 2018 and, and really start to put these tools to use for you. And as always, you can get all of the information on today's episode and and where you can go ahead and purchase the I Am Journal. All of that can be found on seekthejoypodcast.com forward slash show dash notes. And I'm just so thrilled to share this episode with all of you. I hope that, you know, if you aren't already using these tools, you'll consider putting them to use in your own life. And just have a wonderful 2018 happy new year to all of you and without further ado here is my conversation with lauren created this really beautiful manifesting journal and I just would love to know you know where it started and how it started and even just what that journey has been like creating it so for me really this journal was born out of a necessity for me so after I started getting really into and studying a lot of manifestation principles and law of attraction principles, and I got like really, really interested in, you know, how our thoughts could become things and how our thoughts create a reality. So once I started to get really, really deep into that world and learning more about it and seeing how it was transforming my own life and mindset, I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a journal I can write in daily that would help me set my intentions, you know, declare to the universe what I am manifesting right now. And it'd be a journal that was really simple and beautiful and had some prompts. So that way I knew exactly what I should be focusing on and writing about every morning and evening. So I turned to Google and Amazon and I couldn't find anything I liked. So I really just started creating my own journal. I had just a regular old notepad I bought at Target and I just started playing around with different powerful daily writing prompts. And I just kind of played around with what really felt right to me, what suited me. And what I really came to a big realization is that I really wanted to focus a lot on the feeling. So because one of the really important parts in manifestation is really tapping into the feelings that you will have after you manifest your burning desire. So what's really important to do then is to act and assume the feeling of the wish already being fulfilled. So as you'll notice with the I Am Journal, a lot of these daily writing prompts are centered around like, okay, so how did this make you feel? Or how will you feel if you take these aligned actions every day? So really just going back to your question, um, it was really just born out of a necessity for me because I couldn't find anything I was looking for. And so I decided to create it. And after I created it for myself and I got in a really good groove with my journaling routine, I thought, 
you know what, if I'm enjoying this, I bet other people would enjoy it too and find a lot of value in it in their own spiritual journey, their manifestation process, and just to help transform their mindset. So that's really how it came about. That's amazing. I read, I, I believe it's on your website for the journal, you stopped looking and started creating. I think that's a quote of yours. And I I feel like that's so right in line with just the power of manifestation and the law of traction too. You know, it's this idea of looking inward for the answers as opposed to, you know, looking outward into the external environment and everything that you're seeking and the answers you're looking for are all already within you. And so I just love, I just love that, that you really saw a need, you know, for yourself and really started putting pen to paper and creating something that is really powerful. And I have no doubt it's going to, and has already really impacted and changed, you know, the way people approach their day-to-day life, but also, the dreams that they have for themselves moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate all the compliments there. And absolutely, like you said, so I uh, launched the journal on September 25th, 2017. So it hasn't been around all that long as of the time we're, we're recording this interview. It's only been around for just about uh, two months now. Mm-hmm, yeah. And Already, the response has been so amazing. It's just been so fulfilling to to know that I've been able to create something that's really making an impact in people's lives the same way that it made an impact in my own. And this is actually something that's so, like this, again, just proves the power of, of your mind to create your reality. So as I was playing around with different writing prompts for the I Am Journal and throughout the whole creation process, when I was going back and forth with my book designer on some things, I was still journaling daily and I set my burning desire, which is basically like the intention you want to manifest. I said that to feel supported by the universe and to help a limitless amount of people at the I Am Journal. And every night, and this is part of the, one of the exercises I walk people through in the evening ritual part of the I Am Journal is every night I want you to visualize what it felt like to experience your burning desire that day. So mm-hmm. I would sit there in silence and I'd meditate on this for a few minutes before I would put the pen to paper and just, and in my mind, I would visualize, it's just so clear to me. I visualize all of these people posting pictures of themselves writing in the journal, sharing the journal on Instagram, sending me comment, like putting comments on Instagram posts about how much they love it, how it's transforming the way they're thinking and it's making them much more joyful and seriously it is coming to fruition and it's just oh my gosh it's such a beautiful fulfilling feeling you know and I think sometimes if you're sitting on an idea that you think could really impact people's lives and change people's lives um, and you and you may have some fear or resistance to putting it out there and putting yourself out there too, right? Because yeah. something like this is your baby and you're so close to it, you're so attached to it, and you just want it to be loved by everyone, right? If you're gonna course, put all this yeah. energy and love into it. And it's just really, really beautiful. Um, and it's just a beautiful reminder that, you know, to anyone listening to this, if you have something within you that you just know, that you just feel deep down inside other people should have and it would bring you so much joy to bring into the world do it 
you know, if it's coming from the right intention to want to serve others and you put the intention on providing a lot of value to others and that's really what you're looking for in exchange is you want to feel rewarded from helping others, you're going to, you're going to feel like you've won. You're going to be successful, you know, because it's all about, again, it just goes back to why you're doing this in the first place and it's to serve others. And so it's just really beautiful. It's coming full circle. Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. And that's so amazing. And I think it goes back to setting that vibration for yourself. And when you were talking about how you sit and you're meditating on what you wanted it to feel like once the journal was out there and touching people and other people had the opportunity to experience what you've been experiencing. I think you sort of set that vibration for the journal and for yourself. And just think it's so powerful. What I wanted to ask you though, too, as you were talking about that is it kind of sounds like in a way while you were creating the journal, you were sort of a guinea pig for yourself in the sense that, you know, you were creating the prompts and developing, you know, everything from start to finish. Did you ever find, you know, maybe there was a prompt or something that just did not get you to the space where you you needed to get to? And what was that process like? So as I was, you know, like you going back to what you said, you know, looking within for answers, right? Like seeing just just determining what felt right to me, what, you know, transformed my mindset in the best ways possible. I actually did a lot of research into other people's uh, books on this topic, just immersing myself in this whole world and trying to like, and I, I have a notebook full of handwritten notes that I actually <laughs> took from a lot of these books where, and then at the end of the day, though, I still wanted to create something that was my own, but still based on time-tested manifestation techniques because if they worked for people a thousand years ago, you know, they really hold true nowadays too. And I think that's something that's so beautiful that this practice has totally transcended time. And yeah, so throughout the process, you know, I actually would start in meditation first before I journal and I've since kind of flipped that in my morning routine where now I prefer to journal and then meditate on that because what I was finding is when I was meditating I would kind of come out of it and want to explore more about how that meditation made me feel and how I felt before I meditated um, versus after but I found that 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 really didn't propel my mindset forward and prime my mindset in the way that I wanted it to for that day. So my early renditions of the I am journal actually um, were more focused on, you know, how did you feel before you meditate? How did you feel after you meditated? I just naturally gravitated to focusing on more just specific priming your mindset for the day, starting with attention, starting with alignment, tapping into that joy. You know, like you said, your vibrational energy is so, so, important, not only for, you know, if you're able to tap into your own joy and find your own joy and make those choices to think and act differently to bring you more joy in your life, you know, your joy is such a high vibrational energy to put out to the universe and like attracts like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably look around at your circle of friends and you you probably notice a lot of similarities in some of your closest friends and yourself, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's no coincidence. So the, you know, the same principle applies to whatever you want to manifest. So your vibrational energy must match that of what you're seeking to attract. So if Mm -hmm. you're coming from a place of thinking of coming from a place of lack, feeling like, oh, I'm not making enough money or, you know, I I really, I 
don't like my job. I want to change this about my life. I'm feeling tired all the time or whatever. The universe is going to respond in kind to that. It's going to match the energy that you put out there because you're not holding yourself up to a higher expectation, right? If you're just saying, I am this, and it's a negative affirmation, you'll start to believe yourself after time oh, because you absolutely. will, you will totally yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's just something to be really, really mindful of. And actually, as I'm sure you could probably guess from the name of the journal being the I am journal, I'm mm-hmm. obviously very, very big on the power of I am. Oh, which is huge. The, huge. Oh my gosh. Yes. The words you put after your I am absolutely become your reality. I mean, you think about anything that you've wanted to accomplish for yourself in your own life, you know, you have to be, you have to be so positive and so, so certain in that declaration for it to happen. Because if you let doubt creep in, then it's not going to happen for you, or it may not happen as easily or as fast as you want it to. Yeah. And I can only pull from my own life experiences, but I think it's about transcending that doubt also. And um, this summer when I was studying for the bar exam, it was my second time studying for it. And I really made a very conscious effort to really stay and remain in a place of positivity and joy, although joy was a little bit more difficult during that studying period, but really tried to stay in a really positive, uplifting space. And so when I would meditate, and it wouldn't be every day, I would try and do it a couple of times a week when I would really start to feel my anxiety reach a level that I'm not comfortable with. I would imagine and visualize what it would feel like to go through the exam and feel really good and have really good positive days and then what the period after would feel like. And then I really spent a lot of time visualizing what that moment would be like when I passed, when I found out that I passed. And it's so incredible how when you place yourself in that positive space and you even if you don't believe it right away, because I think it's only human nature to come from that space at first of, oh, this won't happen, or I can't do it, or I'm not. You just come from a space of lack, I think, almost naturally, given the society that we live in right now. The more you work at it and you practice and you visualize yourself in the space and around the people and and really feeling what you want to feel, it's amazing how your mindset just totally changes. And so the whole time you were talking, I wish you could see me, but I just kept nodding my head up and down because everything you I'm said, nodding right now the whole time you're talking. <laughs> everything you said is just is so spot on. And I love the aspect of the journal, which is the I am. There's this one mantra and this one song in Kundalini yoga that one of my teachers that I really like plays all the time. And it says, I am bountiful. I am blissful. I am. And I honestly play that whenever I am feeling in a space of lack. And it's amazing how you repeat those words. And it just, uh, it it changes your brain chemistry. It really, really does. So I connect with everything (laughs) that you're talking about without a doubt. Absolutely. And one exercise that I learned um, from Wayne Dyer, one thing that he was a huge proponent of was in addition to, you know, really talking a lot about the power of I am and those affirmations being really, really positive and being stated in the 
present tense. So instead of saying, I am in the process of becoming a successful entrepreneur, he was really big on making them in the present moment. So that way you would, again, assume the feeling of the wish already being fulfilled. Because if you're coming, like you were just talking about, if you're visualizing yourself excelling at something, you are going to think, feel, and act totally different because you've raised your vibrational energy and you will take the actions necessary to make sure that that does happen for yourself in your life. Yeah. It's that idea of trying versus being, I think. So many of us say, you know, we're trying to be successful. We're trying to have a positive outlook. But if you just change it and you reframe it as, I am successful. I do have a positive outlook. Just like you're saying, you know, moving it to the present, it it completely changes the whole the whole thing just changes. What does manifestation mean to you? So, manifestation means to me uh, that you really have the power and the choice to make your life exactly how you want. And I think this is something that once you tap into that, and like you said, you noticed a big difference when you start those visualization exercises and those I am affirmations and, you know, you notice a huge difference in your mindset and performance. So I think there's something that's so beautiful to think that we are given this amazingly powerful mind. You know, everything is a a choice. Joy is a choice. You know, I'm sure we'll talk more about that later, obviously. You know, our thoughts absolutely become our reality. You know, you can create the life that you want, but you have to make those choices to think differently, to feel differently, to act differently, to really train your mindset. And what I think is unique too, is that your mindset, you have to work it like any other muscle, right? It's not like a set it and forget it type thing. Like I kind of refer to the I am journal as like your spiritual gym buddy, where it's oh, like, it's going it. to hold you, it's going <laughs> to hold you accountable yeah. daily to get your workout in. Um, because yeah, if you don't continue to to, if you're not constantly priming your mindset every morning and reprogramming your subconscious before you go to sleep at night with some more journaling, if you're not constantly doing that, then, you know, not only will you lose any progress that you've made in your mindset, but it's not going to be as sharp. You know, we always, we, we always need reminders of exactly how powerful and how capable we are, you know, because it is, it is easy if you have, if you have a bad day or just kind of a, a bad week or just kind of like a month where you're feeling down, it is easy to kind of get like sucked into all these emotions and just kind of like take on more of a victim mentality and be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, why is this happening to me? And I feel like Tony Robbins has a great phrase about it's like, you know, life isn't what happens to you. Life is what happens for you. And I think when you realize that, that like you are absolutely responsible for your own happiness and journey generating whatever will bring you the most joy in your life, that's the moment your entire life changes. Yeah, I think it's so easy to forget too how powerful each each one of us really are. And I think so many of us are just now starting to really realize how powerful we are and step into that power and step into that authenticity. And really, I think, I don't know, it feels like an age of reclaiming that for ourselves. And so when you were talking about how it's a choice, I think, and then you started talking about this a little bit too, it's about claiming complete responsibility for your life. And that means moving out of that victim consciousness and realizing all of the great things in your life are because of you. And all of the not so great things in your life are also because of you. But 
because it's because of you, you have the power to transform it. And I love the word transform because I think it holds a different power than just saying change or shift or make something different happen. Because it, I think it gives us the knowingness that we have the power to really switch things up for ourselves. And, you know, regardless of maybe the state you're in right now and whatever it might be, you know, you, you have the tools within you. And so I just love what you said about how it's a choice. And yeah, just like any muscle, I think it's a workout for your mind. If you step on the treadmill for the first time in a year, do you really think you're going to run that mile? in eight minutes highly doubtful <laughs> at least that mm-hmm. wouldn't be the case for me right. uh, so you really have to work at it and pace yourself and and set you know mini goals along the way just like you would when if you're training for anything and so I, I think it's a great point of reference for people too when did you really start learning about these tools and manifestation and the law of attraction so I really started becoming pretty fascinated by it a couple of years ago So a couple years ago, I became a mother. And after that, I mean, I know it sounds so cliche to say, but your life absolutely changes. Hmm. And it changes in so many amazing, beautiful ways. Um, But what I also wasn't expecting for myself is it can make you feel a little bit lost when you become a parent for the first time, Mm -hmm. because you really do say goodbye to your former self who, you know, would have all the time in the world to read as much as you wanted or to always, you know, go for walks and things like that. Like your life, the moment you bring a new life into the world, your life revolves around this life. And it's a beautiful, amazing thing. But what I found myself struggling with is, you know, I found myself feeling really, really guilty for wanting more for my life than changing Mm -hmm. diapers. Yeah. And that's, and whenever I would feel like this urge and this tug to, you know, like further my, like further my spiritual journey and serve people. Um, I didn't know it'd be the journal at the time, but I just, I just felt this calling where I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm meant to do more than what I've already done in this life. And I feel like having a child too, it also made me, it made me really conscious of what type of parent I wanted to be. Because I think when you look back at, you know, your, some of your earliest memories with your parents, it's not about, you know, the words that they said to you or the things that you did with them. It's always comes back to how they made you feel. And I wanted to be this really positive, upbeat mom who was a joy to be around. I wanted my children to be raised with that type of joyful energy. And so that's when I really started to take a much closer look at the concept of, you know, manifestation and law of attraction, because I love the idea of you have the power to transform your mindset and set it to a place where you can tap into joy much more easily, prime your mindset to, you know, set yourself up for having an amazingly wonderful, positive day. And I liked the idea of having some tools to give me that. That's a, that's amazing. For all of us, I think we get to this space based upon some sort of transition in our lives. Um, at least that's kind of what I'm gathering. The more I sort of study and listen to different people, did you grow up with this level of spirituality or did you find it it came later in your life. I didn't grow up with it. And actually my husband was the first one to start on his spiritual journey mm. of the two of us, Yeah, which is interesting because I feel like the more people I talk, like you said, the more people you talk to it, there's like a, there's some sort of like moment of impact or some event that takes place that, that propels them 
that, you know, piques their curiosity, propels them down this down their spiritual path. And my husband started it many years ahead of me. And he was always trying to like encourage me to like listen to Wayne Dyer videos and like introduce me to his books. And I just wasn't ready. I had this resistance to it for some reason. And I just had like I would try and I just had trouble connecting to the material. But as he reminded me, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I was when I was ready, when I was really seeking it and really hungry for it, I absolutely found the material that was very accessible to me as I started on my spiritual path. And it just grew from there. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I find too that the things we're most resistant to are the things that we need and really seek out or desire the most, which is so interesting too, because I, I think for most people, when you think about things that maybe you're craving in your life and maybe you're not even conscious of it, but you don't maybe expect for there to be that level of resistance. So it's so interesting because I had that level of resistance myself. And it's interesting. It was your husband who had sort of tapped into it first, because for me, it was my dad and my dad started many years before me. And I remember thinking, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> what, what What is he talking about? You sort of think, okay, like the man's gone a little loopy. He's probably listening to this podcast right, right now going, thanks Sid for like declaring that on your podcast. But um, you know, it's, it's true. And it, I feel like there's always somebody in your life who introduces you and you can dip your toe into the water and if it feels great, you know, that's your moment to jump in. But if it's a little bit later, you know, that's that's okay too. But I do think we all really get there when we're ready and you can't force it, which it sounds like that's very much your experience also. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you yourself experienced any major transformations in your mindset since really implementing these tools in your life? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) And like you said, until you get into it, it does sound like a little woo woo Mm -hmm. and it can make, I think it can turn some people off. Oh, if totally. you go like, oh yeah, because it can come across as being, like you said, like how, you know, your experience with your dad, seeing your dad get more into this and diving more into it, you know, you can kind of give the side eye to some of this stuff and be really skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once you're ready, you know, you will find the spiritual texts and and authors and leaders who will speak to you that you really connect with, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so for me, really the biggest transformation has just been knowing that I have the ability to set my mindset for the day, tap back into joy much more easily, and just just knowing that your reactions, your emotions, your thoughts are all a choice. And once I started to realize that and actually put that into action, I found that overall, I would be able to start the day in a really, really positive place. And let me tell you, as a parent, (laughs) you need, you know, you have a sleepless night. They're really, really long days. They're rewarding, but they're incredibly long. It can be very taxing on your patients when say you only have like two or three hours Mm -hmm. hours of sleep the night before. So yeah. So for me, just giving myself the tools and putting myself in the mindset, yeah, this is a choice. I have the ability to, despite how many hours of sleep I did or did not get the night before, I have the ability to still be a really positive role model for my children. And just also to be, you know, a a really fun and joyful person to be around too. Yeah. Because having it, you know, bringing a child 
into your family does change things, you know, because it does, you're not sleeping a lot. Um, you know, you're just really not yourselves for a while. You're really just in a survival mode for really almost the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think I'm sure we can go into more into this later, but I feel like a lot of people can also think like that, you know, self-care can come across as being really selfish, mm-hmm. but it actually is one of the most selfless things you can do. Because when you think about it, if you're if you're happy, if you're joyful, if you if you're in a if you're in the state of joy more often than not, then you're gonna be a much more pleasant person to be around. You're gonna show up so much differently in your interactions with other people. And that will in turn, you know, develop those relationships even further. And really just it really does lift the energy of everyone else around you. Like I'm sure you probably notice this in your circle of friends or when you're in a really positive mood that morning, you can come into a meeting or go into a party and get into a conversation. And your energy, if you're coming from a really high vibe state, can absolutely raise the entire energy in that conversation with the people you're having. Oh, Absolutely. It's about the energy that you bring to the table too. And the thought that popped up in my head while you were talking was, you know, recognizing and knowing for ourselves that we really have the power to stay true to ourselves and who we are and the kind of person we want to be regardless of you know, maybe what's going on in the external environment. So I think so many people forget that. And I think it's just, it has the power to totally transform and change any given interaction once you really know that and and acknowledge that. You talked a little bit about, you know, priming your mindset for the day. Does that really begin and end with meditating and and doing, you know, the work with your journal? Absolutely it does. So when I wake up in the morning, very shortly after I I wake up, I start journaling. And not only does that help me wake up because it, you know, exercises, you know, invokes your mental side and gets your brain working for the day. But I find if I journal first thing and just get really, really clear intentions down on paper for how I want to feel that day. And so every morning um, with the I Am Journal, the first writing prompt in the morning is to date your burning desire statement. So this is really like the intention you want to manifest. Mm -hmm. And it's all about evoking that feeling, right? So it's not just saying, you know, I am a successful entrepreneur. You know, like I said, my burning desire statement still to this day right now in the in the journal I'm still working through, my copy of the I Am Journal, it's still, I have a burning desire to feel supported by the universe and help a limitless amount of people with the I Am Journal. So that is the first thing that you write down in the morning is like, what is my intention? What do I want to bring into my life more than anything else right now? And so that really just sets the tone for like, this is what I am working for today. And then I also just guide you through like, what are the three intentional actions take a day to attract it? So again, sometimes it's not talked a lot about a lot in the woo-woo space, but (laughs) you do have to take action, right? You can't just sit there and declare it and expect it and say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be a millionaire by tomorrow because I told the universe I wanted to be a millionaire yeah. and I expect it. it does not work that way. You still have to take action. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a huge misconception about manifesting is I think a lot of people think you can just sort of like stand there and declare, you know, I'm going to do this or I want to feel this way or whatever it would be, but you actually have to do the work. And I don't think a lot of people maybe really 
realize that. Yeah, it's not talked about as much <laughs> because yeah, you know, it does feel like a little bit more cerebral. And I think what's so beautiful about the spiritual world is that it does like evoke the emotions a lot, which is so beautiful and so important. Obviously, we talked a lot about the importance of mm-hmm. feelings and and making choice to feel in a way how that helps really supercharge your manifestation powers. But I think more than anything, and it's not just looking at them as tasks like to-do lists, but more like taking action from alignment. So I always write down the three actions I get to take. And I think that's also an important like kind of way to frame your mindset because if you say, oh, I get to take these, then it's like, wow, isn't this, mm-hmm. isn't this such a blessing that I have time today to make this impact on others by doing these three things or to move the needle forward on manifesting my burning desire by doing these three things today. So just, again, taking those actions from alignment and making sure that those three actions are directly in line with what you want to attract into your life. So I think that's huge. Yeah, that's a really wonderful point. For anybody that's listening and maybe they're not familiar with the term alignment or what it means to to be in alignment, what does that really mean and, and look like for you? So to me personally, alignment is when I feel connected to source. Um, so whatever higher power you believe in or the universe is often used like interchangeably with, you know, source creator, whatever. Um, so for me, those feelings are a few things. So to me, when I'm in alignment, I feel like I'm coming from a place of love where I'm giving love, I'm showing love, you know, I'm able to be more compassionate and more empathetic to others and not just to others, but to myself as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. we're all human, we're going to make mistakes and it's important not to, you know, beat yourself up for too long. And then it also comes from feeling this sense of joy because, you know, I feel like joy is really our birthright. Like, you know, everything that we want to make happen for ourselves really comes down to like how it's going to make us feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't, you know, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, it's likely not just because you like looking at tall stacks of money, right? It's because (laughs) of the feeling of freedom or you love to always challenge yourself or you just, you just want that financial abundance and that, and that feels like that gives you more choices in your life. Say if you want to travel or have more flexibility. So again, just everything we want for our life does come back from that feeling. And most of the time, the feelings that people want to invoke in their lives are feelings of joy. So love, joy, and I would also say abundance too, because, you know, we live in an abundant universe. Again, like there's abundance all around us. There is always more out there for you to have. Yeah. That's a beautiful definition. Yeah. So those are the three, you know, three feelings that are really what alignment feels like to me. For me, it's very similar. It's when I feel in a really good, positive, uplifted space and where I feel like my thoughts and emotions really reflect, you know, those three words you use too. And I think uh, it's only really been within the last year that I've really started to feel like I've moved into that space or have been maybe just more aware of what it takes to get to that space. So I think it's I think for a lot of people, it's either unfamiliar or doesn't feel maybe accessible for them. And 
I don't know, but I also feel like the journal that you've created has really maybe broken down that barrier to entry a little bit. I mean, what what do you feel? Do you feel similar in the sense that maybe it's opening the window to people who maybe have been unfamiliar with these topics and these tools? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought this up because that was certainly one of my intentions when I was creating this because... I didn't want people to feel like how I did at first when I first became Mm -hmm. really interested in applying manifestation principles to my daily life and to get better at manifesting. So I wanted to create these really powerful daily writing prompts so that way people aren't spending time wondering, oh, what should I be writing about? They can just simply just dive in and do it because I design it in a way where it should take you 15 minutes or less total every day. And that's for doing the morning ritual page and the evening ritual page. It's like five prompts on each page, just a few lines for each. Another comment I heard from actually a spiritual life coach, I was talking to her about the journal the other day and she was like, wow, I love this because I I always tell my clients to journal, you know, they're going to find their truth on the paper. Like that's the best way to, you know, really reprogram your mindset. Like all the things that I am journal is about. Right. And she said, a lot of my clients have resistance to this because they feel that they're going to do it wrong or they start and they get stuck and then they feel, Oh, I must be doing it wrong because you know, thoughts are just flowing out of me onto this paper. And so I want to give, yeah, like almost this like a really simple, easy way to apply these manifestation techniques into your life. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I love the fact that it's designed to take 15 minutes or less because I think part of that barrier too is people think they don't have the kind of time that's needed. And I think, listen, for every person it's different. Uh, for one person, it, their daily ritual that helps them get to and, and feel like they're in a space of inlo- alignment and where they need to be, maybe that's 10 minutes. And then maybe for someone else, it's three hours. And so I think, you know, it's also giving people that kind of shorter time frame. I think it allows it to feel more accessible and like anybody can do it, which is the truth. Anybody can do it. But I think for so long, people have really felt, and that's kind of, it goes back, I'm thinking it goes back to the premise of my podcast, which is for so many people, I think joy feels like it's not accessible for them. And maybe it's reserved for a select few. And we kind of see, you know, the way other people live their lives and whether, you know, they're in a state of joy all the time or they just portray that state of joy. And I think I just really love the journal and just how it breaks down that barrier to entry and is really showing people that, hey, you can do this too. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you. So I would love to talk to you about joy um, because it is, you know, we are talking on the Seek the Joy podcast. For you, you know, what does joy really feel like? To me, I think ultimately joy really comes down to two different feelings, one of excitement and also one of peace. And I think it's so interesting how two, you know, seemingly polar opposite feelings can coexist under like one umbrella of like the definition of joy. I think that's what's so beautiful. I think joy feels differently to different people and maybe at different times in their lives too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I remember, yeah, this maybe about a month ago, we had a really unseasonably warm um, day here in late fall in the Midwest and we took our children out for a walk in the woods at a park nearby. And I mean, I just had this moment where I was 
where I was literally almost moved to tears because I just felt like such a sense of joy and peace and just seeing our children experience the wonder of being outside in the woods and, you know, exploring nature. And just, it brought me like such a sense of like, I had a huge smile on my face, but at the same time I felt Mm. like, oh my gosh, I could totally start looking like a crazy woman any minute now and just (laughs) start to cry. But I like told myself like, okay, keep it together. You don't want to be like that mom who's like, oh my gosh, this is such a beautiful family moment, but it was. (laughs) And so for me, like a joy is just like a, I just had like a really like a, a great emotional response to being outside with our children, enjoying that time with them. But joy doesn't always move me to tears. <laughs> but I but I think joy can, you know, really move you to tears. And that's interesting because I think the moments for me when I have felt and feel the most joyful, it really kind of is those moments where I move to tears. And I'm a very highly emotional person. Mm-hmm. I sort of cry at the drop of the ha- of a hat, not always because I'm sad, but it's really more if something has really moved me or touched me, uh, my default is to cry. Yeah. And so it was funny when you were talking about, you don't want to be that crazy mom right. that, that's crying over everything. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to be that crazy lady that's just <laughs> crying. <laughs> over everything. But it's so interesting how you said excitement and peace. Because I think that peace, peace of mind, peace of body, peace of soul, peace of heart, whatever it looks like for someone, it plays such an important and in- like integral role in joy. And for me, I guess I've sort of been on an ec- a joy exploration uh, with this podcast. And so it's so interesting to hear, you know, just how for every person it's different. And I think like you were saying too, you know, it's not, it's not cookie cutter. And so I love that it's really those moments. And I think those are sort of really invaluable moments in your life as a mom, especially too, you know, it's really those moments that just really make you feel the most joyful. Absolutely. And I find one thing I try to be really mindful of doing even more so um, these days, is just, just being present more, right? Mm -hmm. You know, putting away the phone, like we're so addicted to our phones and our devices. And to me, I feel, I feel so much happier when I'm not looking at a screen. (laughs) I mean, I love, you know, I absolutely like love the community on Instagram. Like it's amazing to connect with them. And that brings me a tremendous amount of joy. Don't get me wrong, but there's something that's so beautiful about, you know, especially for me as a parent, being able to be away from my phone for a few hours and just be present with my children and experience life you know, as, as they're experiencing new things, that's really beautiful for me. And I think this goes for all people. I think that's one thing. I don't know if you're a regular like journal or meditator. It sounds like you probably are, but I feel like those, those moments where you're really present and tuned in probably bring you tremendous amounts of joy as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. For me, those moments have really recently looked like, um, this long walk that I really try and take at least five days a week. It doesn't always happen, but when it does happen, you know, I don't respond to phone calls, text messages. I'm not on Instagram. I'm, I just, I'm walking for the 45 minutes and maybe I'll listen to a podcast or some music. And sometimes I don't listen to anything. And it's those moments, uh, where you're sort of checked out, but checked into yourself, yeah. I think is the best way to put yeah. it. That really, for me at least, really recharge my battery and make me feel more connected to myself. You need those times to really feel more like you and um, 
I, yeah, I completely connect to what you're saying. It's so, it's so important to be present and to just really reconnect to yourself that way. Absolutely. I, yeah, I love the example you shared. I think for a lot of people getting out in nature and getting fresh air, I think that helps them make that shift in a big way too. Yeah. So you're so busy. I mean, you have so much going on in your life. How, how do you really find joy in your day-to-day life, I guess, just given everything that you have going on? I think it's just finding joy. Again, it goes back to being present and finding joy in the present moment. And because right now I'm in a season in my life where life is really incredibly busy, especially with two young kids. And so just and just, I think just being more accepting and being more go with the flow. So for example, last night I fully intended on doing some more work on the I am journal when I was home in the evening and our daughter was having the hardest time going to sleep. So Aww. she didn't go to sleep until probably close to like nine thirty last night, which is pretty late for a five-year-old to be awake. Yeah. But again, it's just kind of like, you know what? Like I can never get this time back. You know, she's, she's not going to always want me in her bed snuggling her for a really long mm-hmm. time and telling her more stories. So I think it's just embracing what you have available to you in the present moment. That's so important to finding joy in the, you know, in your everyday life. Because I think if you're, you know, always someone who's always like waiting for the next big thing or so focused on the next big thing you're working on bringing into your life, you're going to miss out on some really beautiful moments too. It's important to enjoy, you know, every single step of the journey. Absolutely. I think you really have to embrace what is happening for you and with you in that present moment. And um, I think it's that embracing and that accepting that really allows us to feel that joy too. Um, I think so many of us feel and show a lot of resistance. So with your example, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, you could have felt frustrated, you know, that you couldn't do what you had set out to do, you know, that night, but you you made the, a different choice and chose to embrace, you know, the present moment and the opportunity and the ability to spend that time with your daughter. And it goes back to what we've been talking about this whole time, you know, just the mindset that you have for yourself and the choices that you make. Absolutely. That's huge. Like once you realize and put into practice that joy is a choice you get to make every single day and in every single moment of your day, I mean, your entire life changes. That's how you can really find the joy and tap more into joy whenever you need to to reconnect to that joyful feeling. So in your own life, how do you really authentically show up? I guess for yourself and for others too. Yeah. I think for me, what, and I think a lot of other parents listening to this can probably relate to it, but you can feel really selfish for taking time out for yourself um, to do really anything for yourself. And so for me, one of the biggest things I've realized, and my husband helped me realize it too, is that if I don't get, you know, my 10, 15 minutes every morning to journal and meditate, I'm just... I'm just a different person. I'm not able to be as patient. Uh, I'm just not the same like joyful person that I, I like to choose to be more often than not. So I think for me is just realizing like, okay, what can I do every morning that will put me in a state of joy? And so I think just making that realization that, okay, it's actually not selfish for me to wake up earlier, even on the weekends to make sure I can do this before the kids wake up, because that way I'll be the 
best version of myself for everyone else in my life that I'm going to be spending time with and I'll make myself happier too. Yeah. It's about taking that time for yourself. And we touched upon it a little bit earlier in our conversation, but I think that's such an important point that you made that for so many people, that self-care feels so selfish. But like you said earlier, you know, it's, it's quite the opposite. The more time you take to tune into yourself and, and get yourself to a headspace and a space where you feel like I'm prepared, I'm ready, I have the tools to take on the day and be the best version of myself. I mean, listen, it really has an impact on you, but then it has a I think an even bigger impact too on the people around you because if you're showing up as the best version of yourself and and being who you really are, it just is so impactful and it changes just every dynamic and relationship in your life. So for for someone who really wants to do what you've done and create something that they're passionate about and, and take the leap and uh, stop looking and start creating as you have, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Oh, just do it. Take the leap. I mean, because I feel like, you know, you don't want to die with the music inside of you, right? Like if you have mm-hmm. something, going back to what we were talking about um, earlier in the interview, if you have something that you just keep feeling so called to do, really tune into that and find a way to make it happen. And I feel like sometimes um, when people are experiencing like some fear and resistance about around it, maybe it's just not the right time for them. Or maybe they're just looking for excuses, thinking like, oh, I don't have enough time to make it perfect. And I think that perfectionism kills a lot of dreams. And I am someone who is somewhat of a perfectionist. I can speak from experience on this, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and also know too, like whatever you first put out there, it's not going to be perfect. You know, you're going to like, you're going to look back at things like maybe some content you created or things like that. Be like, Oh wow. I, I explained things totally differently now, but you just have to do it. Like there's no substitute for experience and to prepare myself to launch the journal. I had to teach myself all of this online marketing stuff. Like I had to learn how to do Facebook and Instagram advertising and some of the really interesting geeky behind the scenes things that go on there that you need to learn about. And I taught myself how to do everything, honestly, from listening to a lot of podcasts, but there's really just no substitution. Like you can listen to podcasts, watch videos, read blog posts, whatever, all day long. There's no substitution for just getting in there. It's, it's going to be messy at first. It's not going to be, you know, not everything you're going to put out there is going to be perfect, but you get to start and you get to finesse as you go along. Um, but with that being said, like I'm super, super proud of the journal. It's absolutely the product I wanted to create. And it's, it's been such a joy sharing it with other people. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really great advice. You know, you can learn and teach yourself and all of that is so important, but there's a no replacing the doing aspect of it, you know, and putting in that work and some of it you have to learn as you go, uh, which is uh, definitely the case for me with this podcast. Yeah, you really learn as you go and what you start with may not be what you, you know, have at the end, but that's okay. You know, don't let that hinder you or stop you from, from going for it. So what would you say is your biggest dream? My biggest dream is I just have such a burning desire within me to impact as many people's lives as possible with the I am journal and whatever may come in the future. If there's other journals or whatever, however this evolves to serve other people. 
I just want to make a huge difference in people's lives and help them. Like you said, um, you make this whole mindset transformation much more accessible to people through the journal, breaking it down for them because every single person can benefit from tapping into the power they have within them to create the life of their dreams. And it all starts with the choices you make with your mindset. So I'm just so wildly passionate about that. Like I, I can't even begin to describe like just the joy mm-hmm. I feel, just the emails, the comments I get from people about how the journal is absolutely changing their lives. I had actually another mom reach out to me and saying that she was buying a copy for her daughter because she wanted to teach her daughter about the power of positive thinking. I just think that's so beautiful mm-hmm. to know that, you know, not, I didn't even think about it being used with children, but actually I had some other people reach out to me and like beg me saying like, Oh my gosh, if you were to do like a teen version of this, I think it would serve so many teenagers. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about the emotional roller coaster of like junior high and high school. Like uh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And talk about really, you know, teaching those tools and making those tools accessible, you know, at a younger age and at a time where so much is happening yeah. to you and around you. And God, that would be so powerful. I know. And even with our five-year-old daughter, like, we do I am affirmations with her regularly too. And it's really fun to do that with her. And I talk to her a lot about, you know, it's all about the power of our choice. And, you know, if you decide that you can do something, you're going to do it. And I usually like relate it back to the little engine that could story <laughs> to make it, you know, accessible mm-hmm. for her to get. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think you can really start too early with ingraining that in them and them to know like this, you know, your, your thoughts create your reality. Yeah. Well, the possibilities are endless and uh, you've already touched so many people and this has been such a great conversation. I just love that you really created this journal and implement the practices for yourself and you are a living, breathing example of that all of this really works. And I just was so excited and so happy to have this conversation with you because I think there are a lot of skeptics out there who hear about these things and read about these things, but don't think that they're going to work for them. And everyone needs evidentiary proof, it seems, you know, Um, and (laughs) you are literally that proof. So I just, I think what you've put out there is so incredible and um, it's really all about that mindset. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been such a great conversation. I really appreciate it. It has been. It really has. Before we go, where can everyone find the I Am Journal and find you on social media and everything? Yes. So I am at the I Am Journal on both Instagram and Facebook and pretty active on Instagram. So that's definitely a really good place to connect with me on there. I love interacting with people on there and posting a lot of content quotes, things like that. And you know, that's how we got to meet. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. And then where can they purchase the I am journal? So it is available on amazon.com. So if you search for the I am journal on amazon.com, you will see it. 
And I also have the link in my Instagram bio as well too, where you can get a closer look at the inside of the journal and then be able to purchase it through Amazon through that uh, link as well. Perfect. Okay. So all of that information uh, will be included in the show notes. So I just think it is so powerful and it's such a powerful tool. And I think especially moving into a new year, 2018, and just really setting intentions for that year. And I think so many people are going to want to begin that manifestation process and uh, what better tool. So this has been amazing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so happy we connected and uh, we could probably talk for another hour. Oh, no doubt. (laughs) Absolutely. Without a doubt. So this has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. I appreciate it.